Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 4 of Star Trek Congo, a Star Trek Adventures actual play using the rules by Modifius Entertainment. I don't really have much in the way of announcements unless you really care about the VTuber thing, so I'm just going to soapbox anyway. So starting tomorrow, um, I will be using my new avatar, my new sort of, well, avatar, duh. Um, to stream with and do anything that isn't game mastering. So I'm still going to use Ignatrix here for the game mastering stuff, but anything from video gaming to other collabs with other people, you're going to see a new model, so don't freak out. Um, really, I only think I had that to say for the time being, now that I think about it. So why don't we just go ahead and do player introductions and we can get started proper. So let's start with uh, you, Captain Lee. Hello everyone, my name is Matthew. I play Captain Lee Tobin, a Bajoran on his second command, and uh, he will probably be appealing to the prophets quite frequently given his intense religiosity. There you go. There you go. We're finding new ways to say it. <laughs> uh, hey guys, I'm Aaron. I play Commander Dottig, the first officer of the USS Congo. Um, also, if you'd like to see me in my natural habitat, check out Monday night's um, chaotic Fallout Motley Heights game. And where and is that, Aaron? <clears throat> hurt that you consider that your natural habitat now. How quickly you betrayed us. Oh, that's don't I was gonna make say, a mountain out of I a molehill. I feel slighted. Don't make a mountain out of a molehill. Dag. <laughs> I thought we meant something to you. I love you guys. <laughs> I'm Watney. I play the uh, chief medical officer of the Congo, Dr. Alel, the Genobulin. And I'm Dag. I play Congo's resident ex-Borg slash Augment. Tonight, tonight's going to be a whole lot of fun. And if you want to talk about it afterwards, you can find me at... Trek Nexus on Twitter. Bingo number two. Go bother him for me. All right. And if you don't know me by now, I'm ELH, the Game Master. And I believe, Mr. Fives, you have a very brief supplemental log to get us started. Indeed I do. <clears throat> Tactical log supplemental. After we discovered some kind of alien intelligence that has advanced what used to be an industrial society to warp capable almost overnight. Captain Lee has called for a conference to discuss a plan of action on the table. Do we let these people go about the way that they have chosen? Do we intervene? Because this is way too crazy. End log. All right. And with that, we're going to go to the Congo Ace Conference Room, which I think we've only seen once or twice before. But anyway, all of the senior staff is here. That includes Commander Dottig, Dr. Allel, Captain Lee, Lieutenant Fives, and Commander Tivna as well. Now, since this is mostly going to be you guys talking, I will simply interject with Tivna when I feel it is needed. So feel free to run your own meeting. And I think having convened the officers uh, in the conference room, everyone has uh, assumed their stations and Lee has provided a few packets or data packets that summarize the information that was obtained from the uh, installation or the monitoring installation on the planet. Having disseminated it, he would then open the floor to the assembled officers. Ladies and gentlemen, we 
I think have aggregated all the data that the uh, watch post has actually been able to provide us. Your thoughts? I, I mean, it's pretty clear to me that the prime directive here kind of supersedes everything. If we intervene on behalf of either party, we potentially disrupt balances that were created and we have no right to interfere. The populace does seem somewhat divided, but generally favorable towards the relationship that they've worked out with this visitor, Gabriel, the artificial intelligence on board this sphere. We don't technically have a right to interpose ourselves in a diplomatic relationship between this planet and its visitor. Forgive me, Captain, but I have to disagree. As someone who has been boots on the ground forcing civilizations to bend the knee to the Borg, sure, these people may have made leadership agreements between each other to sacrifice their convicts and their disabled, but it is cruel nonetheless. We can't allow them to do this. What happens when they run out of that stock? Who's going to get sacrificed next? Who's going to make that decision? And when the life on this planet dries up, where does the sphere go? And who comes following it? Fives, I know that you feel for these people, and I know that we all do. But you're speculating. We have no evidence that this Gabriel will depopulate this entire world. No empirical proof, and I believe that you are allowing your personal experiences to cloud your judgment. You're probably not wrong, but do you want to tell the 39,000 lives at Wolf 359 that if we started preparing for the Borg earlier, their kids could still be here? But we're not talking about Wolf 359. We're talking about this planet now. I think I am uniquely suited to be here, to be heard here. I have no intention of ignoring you, but you took part in the assimilation of how many people? Too many. And you're now ready to impose your will upon billions upon this planet. Is that different? If a Starfleet vessel with the power and capability to stop the Borg from assimilating a world that wasn't part of the Federation, would you intervene? We're not talking about the Borg assimilating a world. We're talking about, as distasteful as it is, trade, barter, information for lives. It's not right, not by our standards, but our standards do not apply to these people. And what happens when there's another situation that's worse, that does 
involve a Federation world. You're speculating again. Speculation. It's valid. But still speculation. We cannot alter the course of life for billions of people based on a hunch. I, to interject, I can understand where you're coming from, Fives. I, you are uniquely positioned in this situation to understand things that none of us really know. But on the topic of interference, the sphere did discover the duck blind. So is that considered the breaking the prime directive? Was that already something the Federation had done? And if the answer to that is yes, it knows about us and that might explain how they got a warp capable ship in orbit. And I think at that, Tivna's gonna kinda interject. Um I, I hate to repeat what Commander Dottig has said, but that's still in the realm of speculation. Everything I'm seeing of their sensor readings, all the Sphere had access to is their power systems. No computer systems or anything of the like. Nonetheless, that does put us in a rather morally precarious position. After all, in whatever small way, the Federation's listing post on that planet contributed power to the operations on board that Sphere. The humanoid or basant isolinear chips, the chattel slaves, if you will, on board that vessel, in a way, even if it is minuscule, it is our responsibility. Now, Mr. Fives, I do appreciate that your perspective on this issue is unique because you are unique. Your experiences are, and I value that perspective. Nonetheless, my people understand a great deal about chattel slavery. We spent decades under Cardassian occupation where our lives were as meaningless as those that are being turned into grist for the mill, turned into objects for this machine to use. Whether that's a, a legitimate and well literal machine or the Cardassian Union's economic engine, to me that doesn't make very much difference. And the Federation chose to leave my people to their own devices. We had to free ourselves. Would you have advocated for intervention in a war with the Cardassians? The kind of intervention that you're talking about would have saved lives. But it would have robbed your people of that struggle. It doesn't make it right. But how many worlds out there discovered that the Federation existed while they were under duress and the Federation did nothing? Can we speak for all of those? What if we were to make ourselves known formally, officially, democratically to this situation to both parties and simply say, we're here? What we see could be a cause for concern and here's our card but our card for what doctor well 
when the sphere abandons this world, if they reject it, if it abandons it, and they suddenly find themselves without the means to power their cities, are we then responsible to come in and provide for these people in perpetuity? Perhaps. We do live in a post-scarcity society, Commander. Yes, of course we do. We've but... never been responsible. But we've always offered help. In the midst of the greatest conflict the Quadrant ever seen, the Federation came in with help to Cardassia Prime, the traitors to the Quadrant. You think Ensign Prynne would be on the ship right now if he hadn't been given the opportunity? Mr. Fives, you're speaking of established powers with which the Federation had pre-existing contact, not disrupting the natural flow, despite however unnaturally they're going about it, disrupting the flow of a world who has chosen this path. We are not gods. And it is not incumbent upon us to tell others what is right. They must discover it for themselves. How long had the? How long have we been observing them with the duck blind? That a question for me? Sure. Okay. Uh, Tivna kind of looks at a pad and goes, uh, "Looks like we've been keeping an eye on the Basan for about two and a half years, and." Sphere showed up not even a year ago, according to these logs, anyway. Not even a year ago. And, oh, sorry, go ahead, buddy. I think I, we, the Federation gave up capital punishment a long time ago. We don't have the right to choose if somebody lives or dies I struggle to think that these prisoners and such are willfully choosing to become fuel for the sphere that said doctor well we may eschew capital punishment as a legal recourse aren't we then proposing to take the lives of all the people on this planet into our hands, to declare what lives should be spared and what lives should be taken. If we deny the sphere access to these condemned prisoners and as odious as it may be, mental patients and other disenfranchised members of their civilization, we're choosing to save their lives in favor of people who would be born, people who survive because of the new medical treatments that are being provided by the sphere. What Every we action able... we take always results in, well, lives being saved or lives being lost. We can't abdicate ourselves of that responsibility. Can we sleep at night not intervening? I don't know what my answer is. What if we provided them another organic source of fuel, something replicated? That wasn't a sapient creature. We don't fully understand the situation because we're not in it. When you're raising kids, you do your best to make sure that they don't get hurt. But if you can recognize that they're in a life or death situation 
they may not even know about. You step in. We are not a parent. You may and... not be a parent. No, the Federation is not a galactic parent. It's... I share everyone's concern. What is happening on the planet disgusts me on a moral level. But at a certain point as officers, when we swear oaths to Starfleet, we're agreeing to follow a certain set of behaviors regardless of the way we feel morally inside. Because without that, we do the wrong thing for the right reason. Or the right thing for the wrong reason. And Dr. Alel is quite right. We do not understand the situation because we are not in it. And to make any decision that affects the life of one, much less billions, without having a fuller understanding, is arrogant presumption. I can accept that. We are all arrogant from time to time, Commander. Yes, we are. Arrogance on a small scale is one thing. Arrogance on the planetary scale is quite the other. You voiced a contrarian opinion, Commander. And you did it well. So what do you think we should do? I think that those people are constructing a warp-capable ship. Nothing ties our hands from opening lines of communication with their government within the boundaries of our own protocol. But I would hesitate to reveal ourselves to the populace in general. The anthropological data from the planet suggests the populace is already divided. If those dissatisfied with the sphere's presence find out that there is an alternative that the government is not sneaking, it, it may erupt in violence. Commander, while I appreciate your perspective on initiating first contact, typically first contact procedures take years to implement. Teams of diplomatic specialists and cultural analysts are used to identify key figures within the governmental structures of a world, its economic and sociological base, to ease that transition. I would be loath to move so quickly, although I do recognize perhaps its necessity in light of the current conditions and the fact that lives are being lost daily. Yes, well, I'll also just state that I was simply asked for my opinion. I'm, I know the weight of this decision is going to weigh heavily on you either way it goes, but I believe that we may be able to cut down on some of that lead time. We have two and a half years of observational data 
at that duck blind station that we've transferred up to the Congo's computers. Let's begin to dissect what they observed. Particularly, I'd like to see reports from the site of the sphere's contact, which was indicated that one of the observation team was nearby or may even have been present. I've also seen that the sphere apparently communicates with the denizens of this planet on a regular basis. The next time that occurs on its scheduled, uh, on its regular schedule, I would like to try to monitor that exchange. Let's see what uh, we're actually doing. Captain, with. and this is the complication, by the way. Uh, yes. About that, this sphere is hailing us. Everyone, you're dismissed to the bridge. Yes, sir. Do you want me to ride it in here before I go, Captain? Uh, no, road to the bridge, please. Aye, sir. And you also did get a momentum, so you're technically a cap. But we're now going to go to the bridge of the Congo as everybody filters in, takes their stations. Uh, let's see, let's get print on there. Who am I missing? Fives and good old Alel. And I guess Tivna is technically here as well, so I'll throw her on there. But yeah, as you all take your seats, and Tivna goes behind the communication slash MSD console, she says, whenever you're ready, Captain. On screen. All right. So what appears on screen is a mostly opaque image, and I'm going to put the token on the screen and you're going to get what I'm going for immediately. But in the middle of this opaque image is this sort of glowing eye, like an artificial eye, that is very reminiscent of Hal from, well, you know, Space Odyssey, whatever it was, 20-something. Um... But it's one of those things where the eye doesn't say anything at first. It simply sort of winks in and out as if trying to judge who you are through the view screen. And I think with that lingering silence, Lee would rise from his command chair. This is Captain Lee Tobin of the Federation Starship Congo. We're on a mission of peaceful exploration in this area of the quadrant and picked up signs of this race developing interstellar capabilities. The eye pulsates twice, but no audio. Commander Tibna, is it receiving our signal properly? I can confirm it is, sir, yes. Universal translator status? Operational. We have monitored communications and historical records pertaining to your relationship with the people on this planet. I believe that you are addressed colloquially as Gabriel. Now with that, you actually get a reply. Now I'm not going to turn on a voice modulator because eh, effort, but if you will imagine, not, not quite like a Shakari voice, you know, the holy god voice or however you want to do it. It's similar in nature, but there's a key difference where the god of Shakari that we see in Star Trek V, you know, very commanding, very upfront, very angry. 
this just sounds more like a weary old man. And, I mean, it's still sort of echoey and omnipresent, but what it says is, yes, Gabriel is what they call me. Based on our observations of this world, we had hoped to potentially enter into a diplomatic dialogue with you. You mean to suggest a first contact of sorts? Well, second contact, I suppose I was their first contact. That's correct. And first contact with you, as a representative, I assume, of another species. I winks about three times, and right at that moment where you're starting to wonder if it's not going to speak, it actually does, and goes on to say, I do not know my original creators. I do not know my purpose. All I know is that I must continue to function. You refer then to some form of embedded programming instinct that drives you to secure your own continued existence. If are you if you are implying that I have sentience, yes. Can we potentially offer you assistance if your amnesia, to use an anthropomorphic term, is due to some form of damage to your superstructure? Perhaps we could assist you. And at this, Tivna mutes the comm for a second and says, Captain, it's trying to scan us. Should I let it through, or...? No. Lock it. Recommend yellow alert, Captain. Not yet. Although it has made a slightly hostile gesture in attempting to scan us, I don't want to be provocative. And Tivna says, ready to unmute on your command, sir. Do it. If you require information regarding our capabilities, our vessel, we may be willing to share it with you. However, deep penetrating scans of our ship are not invited. Interesting. All of the species I have encountered in my eons of travel, they all, well, some were hostile, but most were inviting seems you might be one of the former I believe that you have misunderstood our intentions caution in the face of a first contact is generally warranted one of our highest laws our greatest maxims is that we don't wish to disrupt the natural evolution of another species if you were to gain access to our internal systems or scan that technology on board our vessel, you may gain access to information that would disrupt your own development. Our offer of assistance is always rendered in recognition of the fact that that kind of disruption is oftentimes destructive to all parties involved. I pulses once twice third time and then the image winks off 
And Tivna reports, uh, terminated at the source, sir. And, uh, if anybody was paying attention, uh, that was the entire time it would have normally spoken with the planet. So, my guess, based on what I'm seeing here, the planet didn't get its daily scheduled call, which could start causing problems. I'll start monitoring their comms lines. And yeah, since you're at full momentum here, um, I'm going to give it to you for free. To say things are a mess right now, Fives, is an understatement. This is the equivalent of, and don't take this analogy too far, but this is the equivalent of height of the Cold War, a silo not reporting in on its scheduled sort of report. So there's a lot of panic. There's a lot of high government officials chatting back and forth. Everybody's trying to figure out why the Sphere didn't talk them today. Captain, there's planet-wide chaos erupting on their chatter. Everybody is seemingly panicking about this lack of a scheduled event occurring on time. Given what we know about these people and their adherence to regimentation, they're probably worrying that the deal has changed. And of course, the sphere is likely to inform them of our presence the moment it has the opportunity to communicate with them tomorrow. Are we so sure about that? It might be advantageous to its own position to not inform the inhabitants of an outside party. It may just as well try to rally the inhabitants to launch an offensive. Unless we make contact first, and I think we can safely say the Prime Directive is null and void. I agree with the doctor. We have inadvertently very much disrupted this society. But I wonder, the scheduled nature of these broadcasts, this contact, an entity that seems outwardly to be so advanced Yet, why can it only communicate for a few minutes a day? It, it almost is reminiscent of a patient on life support, conscious only for brief moments at a time, conserving their strength all others, speaking only when necessary. Hmm. I will say, despite the fact that it claimed to be quite old, its behavior was very similar to that of a child, pushing past boundaries, claiming we are hostile when we're simply well, trying to remain there, as neutral doctor. as possible. Hold on. I don't think it did anything wrong. All it did was try to scan us. It's not like it tried to access our computers and... I don't think it called us hostile, it just implied that we weren't the friendliest thing that they've encountered. It's still not behavior born of wisdom, I suppose. Again, I would disagree. It seems to me that it was just doing what we would do in a situation with an unknown vessel. We would scan it. And we do that routinely all the time. Didn't react when we scanned it earlier. 
Well, to be fair, it was a very low power scan. If it is damaged as Commander Dotig supposes, it's possible it might not even be aware or capable of figuring out that we've scanned it. I and still to think keep the interesting interest. things going, I'm going to spend two threat that, uh -oh. Mr. Fives, you're seeing the launch of a missile. It's coming from the southern continent, but it is directed at the sphere. I will put it on screen and try to do a scan of said missile. All right, so this is going to be an extremely important role. I need you to do me an insight and a security. The ship will assist you with a sensor security. The difficulty on this will be a four. Um, I'll get the ship. Okay. I will. And you have spend... full momentum right now, so definitely use some. I'll spend three momentum for two additional dice. Okay. And looks like the Congo is not going to help you, unfortunately. Is this going to? Shipboard tactical systems qualify? I'll give it to you. I mean, that's close enough to what you're doing. Okay. And, um... I'll actually challenge a value here. Okay, what uh, what value are you challenging? Uh, in Five's life, resistance has been futile. Mm. Overcoming things. But, in this case... Resistance will not be futile. Okay. And that will give you a point of determination, which you can spend immediately. Now, that I would will. change your momentum spend. It would be uh, two momentum for a third dice. If you want to still roll four in addition to the determination, that would be five momentum. Two momentum for a third dice. Okay. Then we'll take a momentum back, and I'll do three dice plus the determination. All right. So we're starting with two successes. I will need to see two on your roll, at the very least. Ooh, All right, nice. you get five total. So you actually get a momentum back. So good news, bad news, fives. Uh, good news, it's not a nuke. The nukes were, as you figured out last time, those all left the planet. There are no more of those. However, the bad news is that that may not be a nuke, but you know an antimatter warhead when you see it. Now, this isn't like a photon torpedo level. This is more like photonic torpedo level. Like, we're talking NX, you could just hang out a window and shoot and do more damage kind of a thing. But it is still a very much a technical weapon of mass destruction. Captain, they've launched an antimatter missile at the weapon. Can we get a transporter lock on, I don't know, its guidance system, anything to disrupt its function, cause it to... I'd rather not risk weapons fire. Well, Captain, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. I can't get a transporter lock on the thing. Whatever the hell the hell the hull's made out of, it's blocking all sorts of scans. I think we're gonna have to shoot it. This is really putting that leave them to their own devices to the to the task, isn't it? Well, times like this, I think of another old saying: "Don't poke the bear." Fives, if you can't lock it in a tractor beam, shoot it down. Arming phasers. 
All right, so Mr. Fives, another very important role here. Do you wish to attempt a tractor beam or do you want to just shoot it? I am going to shoot it. Okay. In this instance, that is going to be a control security on your part. The Congo will assist you with a weapon security. And unfortunately, the Congo has phaser cannons, meaning that you would have to get within the atmosphere of the planet to shoot it. You do have photon and quantum micro torpedoes, which could also do the job from long range or medium range, as it were. But either way, you're either exposing the ship or firing a very high yield explosive towards a missile. Can those yields be modified? It will increase the difficulty, but yes. Question, GM. Yes. If the missile was destroyed in the atmosphere, would there be any fallout over the oceans or over the landmass over which it's traveling, considering that antimatter radiation poisoning is a possibility? I would say that that would be something that Mr. Dottig would probably know. Um, which, Dottig, we can either do a roll here to see if you want to get momentum, or you could just ask me as science officer. Let's do a roll. Okay. I want you to give me an insight in science, and the Congo will assist you with a computers in science. The difficulty here is only a two. All right, the Congo does assist you. Oh, boy. But it doesn't matter because apparently Dottig is just not on his game right now. So uh, Dottig... Hang on, when, uh, hang on. Oh, what, gonna, what you got? We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna do... Uh, determination. We're going to do determination. Okay. Um, and for that, Dottig's going to tap his value first, do no harm. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and re-roll those two. Those two, uh, those two D20s. Insight. Both 16s is what you rolled previously. Yeah, it's pretty interesting, right? <laughs> All right, well, well I got, that's got the one. That's, you got your one, which with the, the uh, Congo assisting you, that is your two Lord. successes. So, Dottig, what you're going to know is that you have a very narrow window in which to blow it up in such a way that it will not be over a major population center. However... If you blow it up with the torpedo, either photon or microquantum, you're going to cause an antimatter blowout of, in terms of radiation, which is even worse. So, yeah, your hands are getting tied very rapidly. Can we just transport this thing into orbit? Couldn't get a transporter lock. Oh. Yeah. The skin of the missile was preventing it. Then, <sighs> with that information, uh, yeah. Lee what would about a rescind his order and... Uh, take her in yeah well <laughs> even the phasers probably would have a similar effect if not as pronounced so he would actually order the tractor beam Ooh. it's fancy so just so you know before you know you commit to this course of action the tractor beam would still necessitate you flying into the atmosphere and getting a lock Though it would be far less explosive than phasers or torpedoes. So there's that. So so this they're shooting the sphere, basically. Correct. Correct. Um so they obviously like don't need it to survive. It's, it's probably one of the nation states that is not getting as much from the deal, so to speak. Oh, so there's political 
that's my that's my supposition out of character. I figure okay. we'll we'll figure out the truth of this once we deal with the missile. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I need I mean, an order given or I'm gonna spend threat and make more complications. Yeah, then Lee would give that order to enter into the atmosphere and attempt to track through the missile. Prin, we need to get within fifty thousand kilometers. Is that all? You don't want twenty? I could do that fairly easily. <laughs> Your discretion. Just get us closer. We have seconds. Activate your So we see the Congo diving towards the planet, and Prin does one of those maneuvers where on anything but a starship, it would burn up on reentry. But hey, you've got shielding and polarized hull plating and a whole bunch of other goodies that keep you from burning up an Atmo. But you swoop in over a population center, and I'm sure... If they have the equivalent of cell phones, millions upon millions of Besant are now currently taking video of you. But what matters is the following roll from Fives. Now Fives, this will be a control security on your part. The ship, if I remember my tractors correctly, will assist you with a weapons and engineering. I might be misremembering, but I think that's what it is. Um, I would like to roll roll my challenge dice for my previous roll. Please do that. Yep, very important do. I will thank you in advance for the threat. Yep, You're welcome. There you go. Okay, hey, you no actually got a momentum. There you go. On momentum. <laughs> Very nice. Right. Yeah, it's going to be uh, a weapons engineering from the Congo. Or no, it's structure oh, engineering from the Congo, which is nice. so great. You're still good. Aces. That's weapons engineering that I yeah, it's it. What you rolled is a, a three, which would be a crit either way. So. Okay. Um, now, the difficulty here is a five. So you would need to roll three more successes here, fives, in either I've two. got to roll fives. Yeah. Mm. Uh, um, okay. Um, so grab Captain, you going to rally? Energy weapons on this, ELH? Right. Say again? Energy weapons on this? No, tractor beam doesn't qualify as an energy weapon, unfortunately. But shipboard tactical systems. Shipboard tactical systems would, yes. Okay. Uh, in this case, I will spend the three momentum for the two additional dice. Okay. To roll four. And then with my focus. Five rolls four. Five by five. And no complications, five. hopefully. Ooh, nice. There you go. <sighs> so that is a grand total of six successes, which means you get a momentum right back. So again, we see the Congo swooping in over the population center and... To the people on the surface, you know, it's one of those worrying things where they just see a missile streaking overhead towards the sphere. But then a strange metal bird comes flying through that's almost minuscule compared to the sphere, emits a bluish energy that envelops the missile, and then the Congo banks up just enough to send the missile over the sphere as the Congo then exits atmosphere and I'm assuming you just want to throw the, the warhead into the sun, maybe? If possible, yes. Okay. <laughs> so we, we see the Congo just throw the missile into the sun, and, I mean, it doesn't It'll do anything to the sun. But... <laughs> but yeah. So that all happens. And we return to the bridge well after timed. the explosion has happened. <laughs> Apologies for the thunder, by the way, even though that was as that was the explosion. Oh that my god, time. I thought that was a sound effect. Yeah, and I'm gonna take credit 20. for it. You know what? Thank you. I'm gonna take credit. Yes, great, great, um, great job, universe. And uh, at that point, Lee 
slumping down in his chair, would order Fives to attempt to localize the power or the nation state that fired off that weapon and the, uh, I guess, the governmental hub for the uh, nation in which the sphere is actually located and open hailing frequencies with both of them. Tracing the energy signature to its point of origin and cross-referencing with uh, social media and other news sites for anybody taking credit for this launch. Now, what I would say is that after about five minutes of work, you think you have a calm frequency you can call these people on. Captain, I've identified the nation state responsible, and I believe I've isolated a communications frequency that will allow us to directly contact uh, representatives of their leadership. Good job, Fives. Hardly the way I wanted to make first contact, but in a way we've already made it. I feel obliged to point out before we talk to them that the sphere accused us of being hostile and then suddenly there was a situation in which we were forced to choose whether or not the sphere was spared. Just a note, sir. Are you suggesting that it orchestrated these events in order to assess our disposition? I would not make that claim, sir, but as Commander Dodig has pointed out time and again, I'm speculating. Commander Dottig, I'd like you to review all sensor logs of the planet, the sphere, communication logs from the uh, the parties responsible for launching the missile. See if this was something that they attempted to orchestrate on their own, or if perhaps the sphere was able to communicate with them and test us. Aye, Captain. And the deeply embedded nature of the sphere on this world would make that an assumption that is well within acceptable parameters for speculation. Given that it's yoked to the entire planet through the power relays and the geothermal vents, that is well within its sphere, sphere <laughs> of capabilities. Thank you, Doctor. Pivna, can you tell me again when this sphere came into uh, influence on this planet? Roughly 353 days ago. Our calendar, anyway. Thank you. In the span of less than a year, they went from 21st century Earth equivalent to pre-Federation warp capable. I almost wonder if this was an uplifting from another race. Would be the second one, though first one seemed a bit more amenable. Regardless, gentlemen, doctor, we uh, don't really have time, or at least the people on this planet don't. They've seen us, that missile has been intercepted, and surely the military forces of this world are not simply going to sit idly by when alien spacecraft are raining from the sky. Unless there's something pressing, I think it's imperative that we contact them. Hi, sir. Fives will turn a passive sensor towards that warp-capable ship just to see if it's being mustered. Yeah, see if it's powering up. 
So, good news there, the warp-capable ship is quite literally still a wireframe, so it is, it's not doing anything anytime soon. Yeah, crazier things have happened. But what I would tell you is that as you do scan the facility that is housing the wireframe, you do sense that, or at least you see on your sensors, that you're now being scanned by the space dock. And of course, you have the option of blocking it, much like you did the sphere, but they're definitely trying to scan you. Yeah, and they they took notes, Captain. The, the space station is passively scanning us. Keep deeper uh, operations of the ship concealed, but let them have a sense of who we are. Understood, sir. I Captain, access... I know this is hardly the time or place, but what makes this difference from what the sphere was trying to do? What's different, Commander, is that we learn from our mistakes. Hmm. Allowing low-level sensor scans. Well, they've taken a look. They're not hailing us. I've accessed their telecom, sir. We can dial in anytime. Uh, should good. I call the ambassador to the bridge, Captain? Out of character, Dag, would you like the ambassador to take the lead on this? Uh, if we want to segue into the comical, no. <laughs> okay. Then, uh, Commander, I don't believe that would be necessary. He hasn't been briefed on this species and is largely unaware of the situation that's unfolding. Very well. And not just because you're played by the GM. Mm. Is there something that you know that we don't hear? It seems like you're... The, the preference that you're giving the sphere, which is literally grinding up biomatter that is alive, like is very interesting to me. And I'm just curious what what your opinion of all this is. Oh, I think all of you are acting like paranoid imbeciles, but even though I have a differing opinion from all of you, most of it is in the realm of speculation. I mean, let's take what you said earlier, Mr. Fives. You said that this might be a active sphere trying to make us, you know, choose sides, as it were, that the sphere orchestrated all of this. What if it was just naturally something that young nation state or a fragile nation state lost its power lost its daily communion with, with what they might view a god or a, a higher power and I I just don't see why all of you are being so paranoid I, I, obviously I, I'm a new member to this crew relatively speaking but I just feel like this this is coming from somewhere that I just I didn't see coming Well, Commander, I appreciate your candor, at least. Of course, sir. Very good. Thank you. Solution to all of our speculation is still to attempt to make contact. At your discretion, Captain. Commander Dottig, did you have a perspective that you wanted to share? Well, I'm sure I do, Captain, but uh, right now, as you said, time is of the essence. Very good. 
and I don't have time to explain my perspective to Commander Tibna. Good, because I wasn't going to listen to you either way, anyway, Commander. Fair enough. It's like they're best friends. Tellarites, perhaps, yes. Fives, put them on screen, if possible. All right, so that uh, we're very clear here. Who are you putting on screen? Because I think initially you were going to do two at once, but that might have changed. My understanding is that we are going to attempt to communicate with the leadership of the nation that launched the missile. Is that okay with yours? Okay. So, Dialing in now, sir. As you dial in and you get a hold of the individuals in question, what you're going to realize is that the communication is not video, but you are getting very clear audio. Interestingly, what you are noticing, Fives, is that the frequency they're using is very similar to that of the spheres. Now, it's not the same, but it's sort of like the difference between an FM station on our real-life radio, where, you know, maybe the maybe the sphere itself is like 97.3, and this nation state is like 106.7 kind of a thing, just in case that factors into anything. I will send that information via text to the captain station and the commander station, Commander Donick. Mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, channel is open. This is Captain Lee Tobin of the Federation starship Congo. We are the vessel that intercepted the missile that you attempted to send towards the visitor, the artificial intelligence Gabriel. We did so even though our intentions are entirely peaceful and that we have we have come to this system on a mission of peaceful exploration because we believe that it was our engagement with the sphere, a communication that we opened up with the artificial intelligence that resulted in the disruption of your regular communication with it and is in large part responsible for the destabilization of the political situation on your world. We would like to open up a dialogue with you so that we can avoid any further miscommunications. It's going to be a presence command. Difficulty will be five. Spend some threat. Complication range is going to be 17 to 20. All right, let's see what I've got here. Um, diplomacy as a mm. focus. Yep. I'll take a look at your sheet, too, to help you out here. Um, let's see. You have diffused the, the tension, so that does give you an extra die already. Uh, augmented ability presence to get one free success. Mm -hmm. And Though, if you use augmented, the complication range would be then 16 to 20, just so you know. Uh, but I do have cautious command, so that will mitigate it slightly. And I'm just trying to think of how to use one of these values. Um, I suppose, in light of the fact that sometimes the cost is too high, was inspired by Lee's recognition that exploration and basically adherence to the guiding principles of the Federation is um, sometimes antithetical to the safety of his crew, and he has to prioritize that over Starfleet Protocol. In, the, in this moment, he's, in a way, intervening in the political affairs of this people, the internal affairs of this people going against Starfleet Protocol. So in that way, recognizing that the cost of adhering to Starfleet Protocol would be too high, he is um, 
you sort of ignoring it in favor of this moment. Give it to you. That was that was so forced. Uh, that, okay, so two free successes on that. One free success on uh, uh, augmented ability presence, and I'll roll three dice by giving you two momentum. Uh, it would actually be three momentum because you already have the determination counts as one. You have one extra die from Devu's the tension. So technically you're rolling four dice with three momentum. Okay. So presence command three. Applicable focus. Yes. All right. That is indeed five successes. However, two complications. Well, I'll re-roll one of those using... Cautious command. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let me just roll a d20. All right, that actually gets you two momentum, by my count. So, what that's going to mean is that the Vassant on the other end does start to reply, but it's not exactly the most positive thing in the world. And what I mean by that is they come back and say, so you are alien invaders that have taken away the voice of reason from our planet. That is unacceptable. I believe that you misunderstand our intentions on this world. We are not invaders. We have not engaged in any hostile act towards you. We've merely attempted to forestall hostilities between you and the sphere. And if the sphere is indeed, as you said, the voice of reason, certainly it would counsel you against rash action before you can consult it once again. There's a really, really long pause. Like, we're talking one to two minutes, unless you say something in that time. Question mark, do you? I think after about 30 seconds, Lee would simply say, please help all of us to find a peaceful and mutually beneficial solution to this situation complication that you rolled will be that the termination cuts off or yeah, the, the transmission cuts off you know what I'm trying to say um, and at the same time Mr. Fives you're noticing that many 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 silos are opening up all over the planet and they're not shooting at you yet but they are kind of pointing weapons at you. Well, sir. And Fives will put on screen a highlight of uh, major density of these silos. I, th- I think that's uh, that's their response, sir. Hmm. Less than enthused. Uh, shall we go to Ryza? I'd be happy if we backed off outside of their range. Fives, judging from these missiles' construction, how fast are they? What speeds can they reach? No more than the ICBMs on Earth 300 years ago. Then, even if they do open fire on us, we should be able to back away without them posing any risk to us whatsoever. True. The antimatter warhead yield is low enough that our shields could probably sustain two or three impacts, but after that, they're gonna 
three. I think you think too lowly of our great shielding there, Mr. Fives. I know it can easily take ten. I'll defer to Commander Tivna on that. <laughs> but there are hundreds of silos opening up. And uh, I would prefer not to wow these people by tanking their entire arsenal and then showing up over their uh, their leadership headquarters, sir. Mr. Prynne, keep the vessel ready to go to warp in system if necessary. A micro-warp jump should put us out of their range. I'm going to spend two threat that Mr. Prynne... That's all well and good, but you're noticing that unfortunately there is a very untimely ion storm that is now coming from the direction of the sun, which will render micro-warp jumping not possible. Uh, Captain, you recall that we encountered a Class 9 ion storm recently that uh, gave the ship a little bit of trouble. Um, what, what's that human expression about uh, time being a flat circle? I think we're going through that right now, so I'm afraid a micro-warp jump in the system will be impossible. Well, that's... that's perfect. This is great. <laughs> Commander Dottig, your thoughts? A metaphor. Perhaps this is the global socio-political equivalent of a Hasperate souffle deflating in the oven. And no matter how much you try to prop it up, you're just going to make it worse. Well, to quote from a great captain, I don't believe in a no-win scenario. Well, you're quoting a great captain who cheated on that test. Mm. Commander, that just means that we have to find some way to cheat and get away with it. And you finally said the magic words I have been waiting for the entire time because you know it's coming at this point. There is a wonderful flash of light and appearing before you on the bridge is none other than your very, very special brand of Q. And as she looks around and says, oh, got a new ship, I kind of like it. I heard you wanted to cheat, is that what I heard? And that's where we're gonna take our five to 10 minute break. So we'll be back shortly, stick around. Welcome back everybody to part two of season three, episode four where um, the metaphorical ship has hit the fan and it's gotten to the point where an entire planet of NX level species is currently about to try and shoot the Congo out of the sky with antimatter warheads. Uh, the sphere, which is apparently providing um, power, guiding maybe a religion, you're not sure. But anyway, the sphere that is providing many, many things to the planet has gone incommunicado, and if that wasn't bad enough, a Q has shown up, because why not? So we resume right at the moment as the Q appeared, and again, since it has been a while since she showed up, I will give a physical description. 
She has uh, very immaculate golden horns that sort of curve. Uh, there's four of them. They curve such they go behind her head and then come back out towards the front. She has an ashen skin, is wearing a evening dress of sorts with a fur overcoat. In essence, not the type of cue that Delancey shows up in every time he decides to make an appearance. But you do recognize her as your cue, quote-unquote. In any event, uh, she materializes, says what she says, and kind of looks around and goes, I, uh, you know what, I like this. I like this one better. This one's nice and small, nice and quaint. Yeah, yeah, I like this one better. Um, I do know you don't have the ingredients for a Rysian Sunrise aboard, though. Permission to go to yellow alert now, Captain? <sighs> Permission granted, Fives. Q, we are really rather occupied at the moment, so if we oh, could I know. I've forego been watching any the entire preamble. Time. The entire time. Mm -hmm. You made quite a mess there. I don't deny that. Is there something that we can help you with? Let's just say that this is one of those lovely moments in your development as a culture that one of us needs to be around to see. And I guess, as is your tradition, you will not offer us any kind of directly advantageous information or an offer of assistance. Well, that would defeat the point of your development if I gave you the well, answers. Well, <laughs> wouldn't I just be what the sphere is doing? Wink. Could, could, could I ask you a question? You just did. Very good. Listen, did you... Have you been watching us this whole time? Since you arrived in system. Okay, and um, you didn't feel the need to appear or to communicate. Can you go back to doing that? Captain, has he gotten a little more ornery? I feel like he's gotten a little more ornery since we last... Not since I was here last... Actually, I've found quite the opposite. It's likely just the stress. I empathize. Hmm. Oh, look. That one is going to be a problem, isn't it? And the complication in chat is going to be that a missile isn't launching towards you all. But you remember those retaliatory strikes you were speculating about during the break? Now there's a missile headed towards the missile of the nation-state that launched the first missile. I wanna, I wanna handle that. Fives. Do we risk another inter intervention in their atmosphere, Captain? Prepare to activate the tractor beam. But first, hail the nation state that we contacted originally inform them that we are now intervening on their behalf to intercept the missile that has been directed towards them. Did we get the name of anybody that nope, responded? No there? names have been exchanged. This is the USS Congo. You have a missile inbound. Please muster your defenses. We are going to intervene on your behalf. I repeat, this is the USS Congo, and Fives will continue Please. along that line. Did... Um, Mr. Fives, did you just tell them to mobilize their armed forces if they have defenses they're obviously beginning yes well that's gonna be a fun light show 
And now you're seeing more missiles from the First Nation state being launched at the missile incoming. So now there's kind of global thermonuclear war starting, but with antimatter warheads instead of actual nukes. I love it when a plan comes together. Uh, Captain, this all started because the sphere hailed us. We are not responsible, truthfully, for this, other than for observing observing a planet that's part of an exploratory mission. The sphere reached out to us Doctor, and missed its who, meeting. Who's at fault at this juncture is really rather immaterial. Except for you fives, that was very poorly phrased. <laughs> so... <clears throat> if Donnick hadn't have said anything, the Q wouldn't have done this. I, no, I haven't done anything. I'm just here watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so were we. <laughs> Let's just leave. <laughs> I need options, We showed up people. at the party. The party got bad. We left the party. Um, GM, mm-hmm. what, what type of targeting system do those missiles have? Out of character, I'm drawing a blank on what actual missiles use, but it would be something analogous to our real-life ballistic missiles. Okay. Is there a way that we could disrupt their targeting systems and I mean if they're if they're ICBMs sort of with that that kind of range mm-hmm. um, I mean we may be able to theoretically get them all to just go up they wouldn't really be able to leave the planet's gravity well but then they'd be you know pretty harmless up there until they you know, started to burn up I'm going to give it to you but in order for me to give it to you I'm going to need you to either paraphrase or read out what I just messaged you on Discord, and you have to do it in character. All right. Just as long as you don't make me say that I like the cue. Just don't make me say that. No, didn't do that. Okay. And this is you explaining your plan to everybody else in character, so. So... During that moment, I guess uh, let me know when you're ready. But uh, let me uh, let me thank people who've subbed so far. So of course, Soviet Menace, thank you for the 17 months. Uh, Fragilities, thank you for the you're follow. Welcome. Okay, all right, I think I'm ready. You're ready. All right, here we go. All right, Captain. All right, I've I've scanned the missiles and targeting systems are really quite ingenious. Okay, the missile knows where it is at all times. It knows this because it knows where it isn't. So if we subtract where it is from where it isn't, or where it isn't from where it is, whichever is greater, it obtains a difference or a deviation. The guidance system uses deviations to generate corrective commands to derive the missiles from a position where it is to a position where it isn't. And arriving at the position where it wasn't, it now is. Consequently, the position where it is is now the position that it wasn't, and it follows that the position that it was is now the position that it isn't. So, in the event that the position that it is is not the position that it wasn't, the system has acquired the variation, the variation being the difference between where the missile is and where it wasn't. If the variation is considered to be a significant factor, it too may be corrected by the GEA. However, the missile must also know where it was. Oh, it just looks over at you and goes... I thought you got like a E minus in engineering. That was more physics than engineering, but um, I see where you're going with this, Commander. If we can 
alter its flight path so that it believes that it is where it used to be, so that it is no longer where it thinks it was, but it is now where it thinks it will be. Precisely. Is anyone actually capable of reprogramming that number of missiles in short order? Tivnet kind of coughs and goes, maybe if you ask nicely. Who was it who, who hit me yesterday? Fair enough, doing asking? it. Doing it, Captain. All right, so Tivna, somebody's going to have to roll for Tivna here. This is going to be a daring engineering on her part. Uh, she is going to be assisted by the ship's communications and security. Difficulty of five. She does have determination, talents, etc. So feel free to use all of those to your advantage. Does this count as an activation for Tivna? Uh, no, she is a full character, so she does not okay. get activations. Um, who's rolling for Tivna? Okay, I can roll for Tivna. There you go. You, you just volunteered by saying it. Yeah, nope, mm -hmm. I'm good. Uh, I will say I don't believe in a no-win scenario. It does seem really rather apropos, considering that Lee drew on that uh, quotation earlier on. Mm -hmm. Did you say this was a daring engineering for Tivna? It is. Okay. And somebody got the ship? Yep, nope. somebody... I think uh, I think either Watney or, or Aaron should roll this one. Oh, I'm not uh, doing it. All right, Tivna. I guess Watney has taken the lead. <laughs> that is communications and security from the ship. Tivna is going to use... Unicate outcomes. Uh, targeted scans on this roll. Mm-hmm. And she... She's going to use determination. I don't believe in no-win scenarios. Starts with two free successes, meaning I only need to see one success on whatever you roll. Okay, and uh, would anybody mind if I grabbed a momentum? Oh, absolutely is it a, not. Is it a, go, is it, go it would be two. Now? two. Go for it now. Do it. Okay, I'll take two mm -hmm. momentum for that third dice. Focus on, yep, targeted scans. And um, so do you guys like your planets extra charred or no? Blast. <laughs> Well, well that sorry, is a grand total deliver. of eight successes, so you get three momentum back. And yes, in a masterful display of system awareness, uh, computer hacking, and everything Tivna's always been good at, if anybody actually knows where she's from originally. Uh, case in point, Tivna does it in less than 30 seconds, which is actually kind of scary, all things considered. But after a moment, all those missiles flying at each other just sort of go straight up go space shuttle and fly into the atmosphere and out into space where they detonate harmlessly. So are there any strays? No, I got them all. I'm doing another planetary scan to see how many silos remain unopened, Captain. Oh, I, um, I held out too. Wait, so we really did tank their entire arsenal? Yep. All right. You were very Tivna. clear. I should make sure that nobody should fire any more missiles. So, yeah. Remind me never to give you access to my cortical node. Uh, didn't want to anyway. Wait, what's that tingling? Exceptional work, Commander. Um, at least one of us knows what uh, she's doing. Uh, well, Captain... I still say sorry about the whole slap thing. But yes, every once in a while I do have my skills. We have to move very quickly. With the major strategic and standoff weapons neutralized, these nation-states will likely revert to conventional warfare to 
settle whatever slights perceived or otherwise have been visited upon them. Captain, I'm I'm forced to kind of agree with Commander Dodig on, on moving quickly. I, I think we should issue an apology and leave. I think what we just witnessed here was something the Sphere was trying to prevent. Given the abundance of missiles that they've already put together, I think the Sphere came here to stop the war that was brewing between these people. And it called for a sacrifice of people, but not as many that would die in war. In World War III on Earth, 600 million people died. Maybe this is its way of finding a balance. Mr. Fives, I've never been one to embrace consequentialism as a moral philosophy. Moreover, if what we've seen of these people and their propensity towards violence is any indication, uplifting them and gifting them the ability to construct the warheads that we've just seen employed, the antimatter weapons, starships capable of reaching other civilizations, seems to be an inordinately foolish decision particularly when it's being made by an artificial intelligence that has no idea where it comes from, is driven by desires it can't articulate or understand, and has the emotional intelligence of an infant. Understood, sir. I need some way to get in contact with that sphere, that artificial intelligence. Is there any way that we can penetrate that polydeutronic alloy? I know that it's centuries ahead of us. It's the same kind of technology that they used in the 29th century that was responsible for the creation of the Voyager Doctor's mobile emitter. But there must be something that we can do, some means of subverting it or getting inside so that we can actually converse with the person or entity that's responsible for all of this. Um, well, all right. If you ask nicely, I will help. But oh. this is the only help you're going to get, says Q. But you only get to send one, Captain. And they're going to have to talk on their own. I'm surprised that you'd be willing to assist us, Q. Oh, this isn't so much assisting as it is saving you a few extra steps. Besides, this is the good part. I want to see it happen. So, in character, Lee is certainly going to pursue this option unless somebody else has another plan that they would like to implement. But I'd like to just discuss this on the meta level for a moment, for if that's all right with everyone. Um, is that a course of action that you're all comfortable with? Ives was just about to offer his cortical array. Now, the only thing I'd say on that is you guys did take the time to set up something special with that. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But that yeah, does but mean it... that Fives is the one talking. Um, there also could be people injured in the sphere itself. I mean, not that that's of any consequence. I mean, if, also, I don't think Elle's the most diplomatic person ever. So, if he's planning on like teleporting us into the sphere, just one of you, yes. Oh, that's yeah. the the question. Who gets sent? I would, I would vote for the captain, that guy in that corner up there. 
to me, you're yeah, pointing it. Yeah, I would say, like, you, you made the sphere... The captain made the sphere pause for a moment, and um, I think the captain probably has the the chops to get whatever he's, he's looking for. The captain has the, the character sheet for it. He might not have the He's player's chops. disposition for it. Chops. Oh, oh, and stop. the other yeah, thing that's is the easy part. I don't want to steal all the spotlight because I've done a lot of talking. So if somebody else oh, wants oh, to take it, away, oh. I'm willing to let you have the spotlight in this moment because I think your character is fit for this purpose. I talk but a lot anyway. I also think it'd be fun to do the obstacle thing with fives and a lull. The fives <laughs> went. So that's really like rule of cool. That's what I go with. I need also, an he's like the most like he's the most um, not more than Lee really, but like kind of sorta with like, hey, these people are being subjugated and killed. I I was gonna I was gonna say Sandoel. I'm just gonna take myself out of consideration so we can make this decision <laughs> faster. Right. Uh, what Same. I'll say then is because it's so thematically appropriate. Hmm. Um, I'm going to give fives my determination. Just throw that out at him. Uh, actually, I don't have it, so I can't do that. Uh, so, <laughs> you always challenge a value and then give it to him. Yeah, but I don't know how to challenge a value in this context. I know that I don't have the diplomatic chops for this. You assume I'm just it's diplomacy. Say that. Yep, I do. Unless I go down there and it's celebrity death match. Well, you can always threaten it using security. <laughs> All right. You then. want to take uh, a punk at me? To resolve it, if everyone's okay with it, then I guess Lee will go because that just seems to sure. make the most sense. Yeah. Back in character. Mm-hmm. Very well, Q. I appreciate your assistance. And the next time we pass by Tuesday's October, I'll make sure to pick up an appropriate recipe for a rising sunrise. Holds up her fingers, snaps. Captain, you're no longer on the bridge anymore. You are in what appears to be a large, open, spherical space with many cablings and other sorts of wires that come and feed in to an obelisk that is rectangular prism in nature, stands maybe about 20 meters tall, and its surface is full of glowing circuitry, uh, if it matters in orange color. And as you stop and look around the space, what you realize is that some of these cables are quite large, in fact, as in they are potentially feeding the same cables you saw coming from the sphere proper. You're also noticing that there are a few alcoves in which there are some basant that are hooked up like the Matrix, a.k.a. human batteries or basant batteries in this instance. But as you materialize, what is it you do? What is it you choose to do? Um, I'd like to examine the facility. I mean, is there any uh, set of controls, any access ports outside of the individuals who are yoked to the machine? There are, but it is in an alien language that the Universal Translator does not handle. Then, turning towards that central monolith, 
Lee, somewhat trepidatiously, simply say, am I addressing the artificial intelligence Gabriel? The orange circuitry turns to blue. And again, in that same omnipresent, echoey, old man, tired of the world voice says, this is why I terminated connection with you. It was a mistake to contact you. And now the Basant are going to kill themselves. That's an incredibly fatalistic outlook on this situation. There must be something that we can do with everything that you've already done for them, with everything that you have at your disposal and with us. There must be a course of action that we can take. I find it interesting. During our first conversation, you were very mistrustful of me. But now here you are asking my assistance, solving a problem that you created. If you'll forgive me, you've created this problem. You gave these people technologies for which they were completely unprepared. And you've exacerbated the conflict that will result. This planet was a powder keg and you've thrown gunpowder on it. But I'm not here to assign blame. I'm not here to seek some kind of retribution against you for your mistakes. And I think that you, although you have your complaints against me, should not do the same. Right Presence now, command difficulty five. we need a solution. Okay. Uh, I'll use my two, uh, my two talents. Would diffuse the tension apply here? No, because it's not going to attack you. So you don't get diffuse the tension on this one. I'll still use Augmented Ability Presence to get a free success. All right. And does that count as an extra die? It does. Okay. Or no, Augmented doesn't, no. Then I'll give you three. For four dice total. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, presence Command. Four dice with one free success. We'll focus. That is six successes. So you get a momentum back. I believe you're at two momentum overall at this point. Yep. So the obelisk pulsates a little bit, much how the avatar of the eye pulsated. It comes back and says... And there's that pause. I'm not just pausing for dramatic effect. Well, I am, but... You claim to be a higher power... You claim that you're not a god, and yet you throw blame where it is not warranted. I will solve your problem for you. You will not like it, but you are powerless to stop me. Unless, of course, you wish to destroy Ascension Entity. You may view it as juvenile. You may view it as irrational. But I see no other option. And as it says that, one by one, the hundreds of thousands of cables that are connected to this obelisk begin to pop off, hissing, as if it is starting to disengage from the planet. What is it that you intend to do? As you said, this is a powder keg. It was always going to blow. It was foolish of me to intercede and attempt to save children that were playing with something they shouldn't. I've learned a very valuable lesson this day. That doesn't answer my question. No, it doesn't. 
Now their cables, at this point, they're starting to get a little bit more rapidly. Do I have any kind of communication outside of the sphere? You do. Lead to the Congo, what is the sphere doing? Um... Jim, would we, would we recognize that it's going to disappear? Oh, yeah. Power output is coming away, <laughs> or the power output from the sphere is rapidly decreasing. Cables are detaching. It's not good. Captain, this is Commander Datig. It appears that the sphere is disengaging itself from the planetary power grid. Levels of energy are dropping rapidly. Uh, the physical cables connecting the sphere to the planet have begun to disengage. It may be leaving them. And Lee would just shake his head towards the uh, the obelisk. What is it that you intend to do? How how is this a plan to solve the mess that together we've created? Some messes can't be cleaned up. Why did Unless, you originally of course, come you to would this wish planet? to say that you would take stewardship over this people. What is it that you want from this planet? Why did you come here? Why did you do all of this? As I said, I came here as an act of benevolence to stop a creature, an entity, a culture from eradicating itself. As I have done countless times before. So the opposite of the prime directive. <laughs> this this entire endeavor of yours is sheer folly. And it's borne out by the consequences of your actions here. And I think with that, unless you want to say anything else, question mark? No, Captain, I don't believe so. There are Bissant, I don't know how you say it, Bissant? Bissant, yeah. Still in that sphere that it is taking off with. What do you intend to do with all these people? They will sustain me long enough until I arrive at another planet that is in need of salvation. Only this time, I will warn them of a federation that it seeks to impose its will upon others, to keep them down, to prevent them from of development. You have a radically skewed perspective on the universe, and I pity you. And I think at that, flash of light, you rematerialize back on the bridge exactly where you left. And Lee is going to stalk over to his command chair, drop down into it. Fives? Sir. Tactical assessment on that sphere. Checking now, sir. Enough quantum yeah. micros would do it. 
Can you identify the central power core to the vessel? Yes, sir. Take us to red alert. Aye. Red alert. Captain, you're not seriously thinking of firing on that sphere. If possible, I intend to disable it and to rescue the people that it is attempting to kidnap. What happened down there, Captain? Something for a report and for a future conversation, Mr. Fives. And I think Q at this point just sort of tuts and goes, I guess you weren't ready. And then Q just snaps her fingers and vanishes from the bridge. Mr. Dottig, if you object to this course of action, this is your opportunity to make clear, for the record, your position. Sir, I object in the strongest possible way. And... If what you're considering is an attack on this creature, if you're considering an attack on this creature, then I will be forced to relieve you of command. Tivna looks at you, Dottig. As will I, sir. Your justification, Commander? What regulation is being violated? At this moment, we have encountered a vessel that intends to abscond with literally thousands of civilians from this planet. It is a marauding raider that ravages the worlds that it encounters. And By I what intend basis to stop it. do you call it a marauder? As far as we've been able to tell, it uplifted this society and kept it from blowing itself up. That technically Tivna caused it to not blow itself up. Commander. I agree that it is by our standards distasteful. But the moral authority is not ours to judge it. The vessel's rising into its lower atmosphere, Captain. Captain, I judge you to be of sound mind. But I cannot disapprove more. So all of you are just going to permit it to abscond with 
10,000 helpless patients, prisoners, people who against their will have been forced into this charnel house and turned into objects, slaves, for an alien force that imposed itself on this planet. Now I ask you, if we stop that from ever happening on any other world, what regulation is being violated? Tiffany sighs deeply and says, Very well, Captain. I'll make it easy for you. She taps a few buttons. You now have a shiny red button on your command chair that you can push the button if you want to, Captain. Just know, though, sir, if you do push that button, I'm not just going to slap you. But it is your ultimate call to make here, sir. Those people were already trapped within that sphere prior to its escape from this planet. Firing upon that sphere is just, it just seems like an act of hostility, not an act with any, to what end? The end, Doctor, is to disable that sphere and rescue the people who are being held upon it, if possible. Out of character GM. Mm. Based on its capabilities, its structure, what we've been able to glean from our sensor scans, would it be possible, with perhaps strong enough roles, to mm. disable it and attempt to rescue the people who are on board it? It would be one of those rare moments where I would call for a difficulty six roll, but yes, it is possible, mm. possibly not probable. Alternatively, would it be possible for fives to surreptitiously use protocol node to establish contact with it and then uh, try to convince it to retake its place on this population? And then I will attempt to convince the captain to let it do its thing because the better we know about it, the more we can warn the Federation. Yeah, you know what? I'll let it happen. There will be a complication later, but I'll let it happen. So fives, while the senior staff are bickering, you at your station open up your cortical node, get in contact with the entity known as Gabriel. What is it you say? My people are not as thoughtful in these matters as in others. We, I, will try to convince them otherwise. I was wrong about you. I think that your place among these people was right based on what I understand of history and the way people treat each other here. If you will take your place back among these people, I will work with my people to leave you alone. And perhaps one day we can encounter each other on a level playing field. Mr. Fives, Perhaps the most important role you will ever make of this campaign. <laughs> I want you to just roll me five d twenty. I don't want you to Jeez. tie it to any. I don't want you to tie it to any focuses. I don't want it to tie to any abilities you have. Yeah. I just want to see five d twenty. All right. The response comes back. 
It will take time to reconnect. Several days. That's all it says. Did it terminate the transmission? Oh, still open. What is needed? It is nothing you can provide. However, your captain sees things as black and white, as do I. It will take some convincing. Fives will encrypt a channel and send a text message to the leadership communication platforms mm -hmm. saying that the entity is going to take a few days to reintegrate with its societies and to stand down at all costs. Now here's where that complication comes into play. Damn it. <laughs> Everybody but the captain gets that. Uh, I wasn't going to send it to anybody on the ship. It was to... Oh, the, I see. You mean down there. I thought you meant yeah. like the leadership stations on the no. ship. Okay, no, no, okay. No, no. That, I meant the nation states leaders. Okay, My okay. Apologies. So that you can do. That you can do. Then the complication there is that fives, as you send that using your cortical node, uh, you sort of get really, really lightheaded, about to pass out. It's one of those situations where if Alel is paying attention to you at all, she can catch you before you fall out of your chair. Uh, uh, she <laughs> runs across the room. Uh, yeah. Uh. Captain, we need to leave now. Five. And fives five will fall happened. into Alel's arms. Um. Uh, so she'll obviously catch him, but sir, like... If this thing goes back there, nothing we've done will have changed anything. It's still feeding off of the vulnerable population on that planet. We have to offer it some kind of organic fuel to sustain it so it's not doesn't need to be such a parasitic relationship. Allow. It's ah, it's gonna be okay. Just go. Captain, Lee would order something that is going to completely circumvent everything that you've done, Dag. So I'm going to ask you out of character. Yes. Are you okay with yes. that? Conflict! <laughs> Elmo with fire in the background. I will take that as a yes. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Prin, take the tactical station. Target the sphere's power systems. Try to disable it. I'm going to need Tivna to roll against Prin here. Lee, of course, you're going to be rolling for Prin. Somebody else can roll for Tivna. Um, I mean, Dothig was actually going to snap in there with a belay that. Oh, that works too. Carry on. Nice. Mr. Prin. Set course out of the system. Prepare priority one message to Starfleet Command. Uh, 
Captain. I, I find myself in a rather, rather interesting position here because I don't know how this is going to play out, so I'm not going to follow either of those orders until the situation is resolved. Um, I'll just be watching. <clears throat> <laughs> Captain, I'd like to see you in your ready room. And this is a question to Prin, but it's actually directed to the GM. How much longer is that ship going to be in a position where we could fire upon it without potentially damaging the planets or the like? Is there a time frame on this or a limit on the, the time that we have to act? You have seven real life minutes, meaning that at the top of the hour, what happens, happens. All right. Then uh, he would order uh, Datik into the ready room as quickly as possible. Commander, you have five minutes. I only need one. You need to relieve yourself of duty now. You we need to cannot, go to your quarters, Commander. We cannot permit this course of action. We cannot willfully harm a creature. We were discussing mere hours ago whether or not to even intervene. And suddenly, after making contact with the sphere, you come back bent on maiming, essentially, a living creature. I intend Correct. to injure a creature in order to save 10,000 others that it is preying upon, just as we would any other violent predator. And that is exactly what we're dealing with a self-righteous creature that it has made itself the arbiter of morality in this galaxy and is a threat not only to all the worlds that it encounters but to the Federation as well. Captain. You are the arbiter of morality right now. You're taking that mantle upon yourself and if you're not careful it will destroy you. It's not the first time that it's just nearly destroyed me, Doctor. But I forgot, you're not a doctor anymore, are you? Neither are you. No. I'm the captain of the ship, and you're its first officer. Captain. I won't let you do it. You can't stop me, Natek. Then I won't be a part of it. You don't have to be. Yeah, Natek will nod and uh, leave the ready room and uh, leave the bridge. All right. And Lee would return to the bridge and order Alel to try to get fives on his feet if possible. All right. I think uh, I think Watney's having technical issues at the moment, mm -hmm. but uh, we is. can assume that you know Alel. Oh, oh, she's oh, back. She is. Maybe. Um. Oh, she she said in in, in our chat right. too. I'm so sorry. Oh, I don't fine. know if you can hear me. Now yep. you can actually you can order her. Carry on. What were you going to say? What is your order to Alel as you return to the bridge? Quickly. Uh. Quickly. Is no. fives. Fit for duty? 
she would have been tending to him if he was still out of it. Uh, he he can push buttons, yes. Okay. Fives. Captain, I'd like you to target the sphere's power systems and disable it. Fives will go to the weapons console. Lay that order, says Commander Tivna. Captain, I've only had to do this twice in my career, but unfortunately, she points her phaser type one at you. I can't let this go on any further. You're a danger not only to yourself, to the Vassant, to this entire crew. You are not acting rationally. You are not acting as the individual I signed up to be a chief engineer under. So I'm going to ask nicely. Leave yourself of duty. We'll fly away from this planet. We won't have to court-martial anybody. Well, maybe the fleet admiral will anyway. Who knows what the hell she thinks half the time. But we won't have to play this game of cat and mouse. Uh, under, out of what, okay. under what professional medical opinion, Commander Tivna, are you making these suppositions about the captain? You mean why I judge him to be of unsound mind? Yes. He's making a command decision. Might be different from what you would have made, but it's his decision. So you're just going to ignore the increased paranoia, the sudden god complex that the captains display? If there is anyone suited to be making these calls on this ship, it is me. Do you disagree? Yes. Fives is secretly disabling the photon torpedo and quantum torpedo initializers. Good job, Fives. I knew somebody would. Just... You're so welcome Tivna. to disagree, Tivna. And that's as far as it goes. I suppose that puts us at an impasse now, doesn't it? No impasse. Uh-oh. Just duty. Fives, open fire. Uh, Captain, our torpedo and phaser systems are offline. I can't trace what happened here. You have 30 seconds of real time It looks time like left. someone has pulse phasers. initializers. Get us, Mr. Prin, get us within firing distance of the pulse phasers. Fives, Well, fire. Fives will initiate an overload in the pulse phasers and uh, blow up the pulse phasers. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and the time has passed, so the Congo does try to open fire, backfires tremendously, and at this point, the sphere has passed the point of no return. Oh no. Oh, I was really Captain, rooting for you. It's clear that someone on the ship has sabotaged our systems. <laughs> well, I, I would take credit, says Tivna, but I've been putting this phaser at people, so... Well, I guess now that that's resolved, I'm just going to go ahead and see myself to the brig. Have fun, Captain. And she escorts herself to the brig. Fives will go with her. 
leaving Dr. Alel, Ensign Prynne, Ensign Ovidus, and Captain Lee on the bridge. You know, Doctor, he looks down at the chair. I think this chair is just as uncomfortable as the one we replaced. Mr. Prynn, take us out of the system. And now I know I promised I'd give you guys time to do more scenes, but this does feel like a thematic moment to end. Plus, we are sort of running over, so I'll just leave that as an option. Do you want to have additional scenes, probably pushing another 30 minutes, or do you just want to end the episode there? I think that's where we end. The tension is ripe. It's so good right now. Okay, but we have to we have to revisit it. Hmm. Oh, we're not getting away with this. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is this is where we'll call it. All right. So, because this was such a charged episode, I'm going to do what I usually don't do as a GM and give you the correct answer. But don't let this color what you have. There was a correct answer. There was a correct answer. Yes. There's always a correct answer. There always is. Yes. So, of course, do not let this color your in-character perceptions of what the hell just happened. Which, by the way, well done, everybody. Well done, well done. Um, I think it really speaks to the fact that we could have roleplay like that without actually being mad at each other out of character. I think that speaks... Are you kidding? That was awesome. Yeah, that that, that was was great. Holy God. And I know Dear Wolf... like Dear Wolf. I'm only telling them this because I think it's prudent in this situation. It's one of those things where... It's better for me to tell you this now than it is to wait for a court martial episode and for me to drop it on them then, because that's just wouldn't be playing that, fair. I'm just going to point out the chat says we should keep it a secret. All right, it's going to color your impression of it. I'd love to know. Mm. Perhaps so, we should save that for after the stream then. Yes. Ah, there we go. Ah, you guys oh, don't get to know. Only we get to know. Yeah. See, yeah, Lee, chat, Lee is the consummate yourself. diplomat here, <laughs> so he has found yes. the proper solution. That, Cowboy know, diplomacy. <laughs> It's cowboy diplomacy. That's what it is. <laughs> now chat's like, no, wait. Like, that's exactly what we said to the spear, isn't it? <laughs> is it true? Here's what's going to happen. I think next week is going to be a court martial episode, no matter what the hell we do. Uh, no! Oh, come on. Don't make me do that again. We need, to have, we, need to, we need to hash this out on the way back. We need to have, like, the beginning of Star Trek Three, where the ship is like a, a house where all the children got. Kind of a moment. We need to well, play this out for the people. All right, I'm not going to reveal the secret because now I have to do a court martial episode, which is fun. I don't mind doing them. I think they're they're fun to do, even if even if Aaron hates doing them. <laughs> you don't have to do it, Aaron, if you don't want to do it. You, you don't yeah, have to prosecute or defend it. Of course, I'll no. do it. No. All right. Well, <laughs> YouTube. Hopefully, you guys had fun. Twitch. I know you were having a blast, but. Uh, YouTube, this is where we're going to say goodbye, but Twitch stick around because we're going to find something to raid. But YouTube, see you later.